You're listening to the Small Biz Ahead podcast, brought to you by The Hartford. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Small Biz Ahead. Um, this is John Adiconis, and today I am joined by Sue Guillory. Sue is an intuitive business coach and content magic creator, and she's here today to talk a little bit about um, her journey as a business owner. You know, things she's learned around the way. Maybe give us some uh, tips and advice on how to make a little bit of our own magic in our businesses. So, Sue, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, John. Thanks so much for having me. Awesome. Well, I guess just quickly to kind of help us understand who you are and what you do. I I don't think the term intuitive business coach is probably something people encounter a a whole bunch. So maybe tell us about what that means to you. Sure. So in a nutshell, it is a business coach. Um, My focus is helping women who want to start a business, but maybe don't know where to begin. Um, I help them on that journey, as well as women who have a business, but maybe aren't feeling passionate about it anymore. And are trying to kind of realign with their own values, their own uh, passions. So the intuitive side comes in, you know, I do like every other business coach, you're going to have homework, we're going to talk about things that are blocking you, but we also go into more kind of the spiritual side. So that may look like um, me kind of intuitively pulling into my own um, wisdom and saying, you know, what I'm really hearing is you're afraid to step into this next phase of your business because something that's happened in your past or maybe some some um, money scarcity issues. Um, it also involves using tools. Like I use a lot of, I'm showing you, but you're on a podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> Oracle cards. Um, I don't really pull tarot cards very much, but um, tools like that, spiritual tools. Uh, and my audience is also tends to be um, spiritually savvy women is what they, I call them. So they are a little more tuned to maybe, you know, crystals and, and these spiritual practices and maybe looking for a way to pull those into their own business. Awesome. So it's really kind of about finding that inner voice and, and figuring out how to trust that. Absolutely. Cool. So you, you mentioned female entrepreneurs. So that seems to be your target market. So is that something um, you work with exclusively, uh, women-owned businesses? It's, it is rather my focus. Yeah, I think just because I have been through my own journey that I very much pull into the coaching. So just because I understand kind of the female perspective, that's been what's drawn to me and also what I'm looking to to work with. Awesome. Now, how how did you kind of get to where you are? So I'm I'm assuming you started off in a maybe a, a different field or something a little less personal to you. Um, so tell me a little bit about kind of your business owner journey. How did you kind of become an entrepreneur, you know, and, and what kind of led you to where you are today? That's sure. a simple so, question, right? Very, very yeah, simple. sure. <laughs> two, two seconds. Yeah. How long do you have? Um, you know, and I say I'm kind of my ideal uh, client because my story is I started, um, I wouldn't have called it a content marketing firm in 2006 because we weren't yet blogging, um, but we were doing article writing. So I built my entire career, uh, I think 16 years now, writing content for businesses. I'm great at it, but I started feeling very disconnected. So it was like, I'm writing about business loans and after work, I'm playing with crystals and tarot and all the other things that I'm really enjoying. Um, Like many people during COVID, I started looking at my life and thinking, I don't like having these two sides. I don't like feeling like one person who's this kick-ass entrepreneur and this other person who's kind of this woo spiritual person. I really wanted to combine those two. Um, And so I launched a a business that's kind of a part of this that um, I do 
goddess oracle readings. And so I draw an ar- a, a goddess oracle card. So you, you ask a question, I might draw um, Kali, who's the, the Hindu goddess of destruction. And I go into meditation and I get some answers for you for your question. So I, I launched that as sort of a side business, but I'm still, and during COVID, like how do I pull these two together? And so I realized with all this experience of writing about small business, of helping business owners get the word out, I had that experience, but I also had the spiritual side. And so I, I was in a, a program to teach people how to be coaches, not specific to business. Um, and I realized I had those two sides of me that I really could join together. And so that's the kind of person I want to help is somebody who's like, I've been doing this. I'm great at it, but I don't love it. Or I don't get to play as much as I you know do outside of my work. So that's why I'm so passionate about helping women, because I understand that journey. I understand making good money, not loving what you do, and then having to find a way to realign with the things that do bring you passion. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a great one because I think we talk a lot about finding something that you're passionate about and finding something that's profitable. And, and how do you kind of make those things happen together? And yes. it's it's one of those universal mysteries for most people, you know, where <laughs> it, it feels like a trade off. And it's really interesting that you were able to to merge those, but with such intention and and kind of, you know, a little bit of wherewithal, it sounds like, like, I'm going to make this work. Absolutely. And I think a long time, for a long time, I really thought that if you were in what I call a spiritual business, you couldn't make money. I've seen so many, you know, wellness practitioners struggling, you know, yoga teachers are notorious for not getting paid well, and they're having to work at 10 different studios to, to make anything. So I think for a long time, I thought, well, that's going to be when I retire because I will never make good money. But I stumbled down this rabbit hole of spiritually savvy business owners who are making great money. And I kind of lifted that rock up and I just keep finding more and more. And so that validates the idea that I and anybody else can make good money being spiritually aware, bringing those practices into whatever business they have. And when you're kind of talking to clients and you're thinking about things, so, you know, generally, right, we talk about kind of keeping ahead of um, your competitors or understanding like industry trends or what are kind of the new tools and prospects. And there's probably some of that for you that's the same for everyone else. If it's a accounting system or, you know, booking system, like there's some tools that you use that are probably ubiquitous to to service businesses. But, you know, your earlier comment is there's some things that aren't right. And so if we're talking about things like Oracle cards or, or kind of I guess, spiritual assistance, if I'm mm-hmm. kind of bucketing them, how much time does that require you to research? Do you find that people are really interested because they hear about a thing? You know, like, how does that interaction go where you kind of decide on the right tools and and how do, how do you kind of learn them? So I've kind of been in this on the spiritual journey for about 13 years. So the tools I use are innate, but what's interesting is how do I use them for business? So like today I, I picked up a crystal and it's an aqua aura um, that's it's good for your third chakra. So it helps with speaking, communication. Um, these are things just that I have kind of innate. So, but I remember like, I'm not wonderful at tarot, even though I studied it for years. So there's, you can go so deep in anything, but what I'm finding really interesting is I was really nervous about bringing this into this very analytical, logical world that I've been in for, for 16 years. And I published content on Forbes, which I believe is maybe where you guys found me. I was so nervous, but people started emailing me. And they're just like, I love this. So there are people who are, you know, CEOs of companies that see that and they say, it's okay to kind of have this side to me. Um, so I really want to open that door to let more people understand that it's okay and, and make it less 
kind of taboo. And I think COVID helped with that because we were in a place where we were, you know, maybe metaphorically wearing our, our pantyhose and, and ties and business suits, but then you, you're working out of your closet and suddenly you're having a Zoom call with a client who's in their, in their closet or their dog's barking or their kid's crying and we became more human. And so I think we're in a really good place right now to allow spirituality to be a part of that without it being so verboten as it would have been maybe a few years ago, because we're taking off the masks in business. And I think that's really kind of the selling point is, you know, this is me, this is who I am. And I have to know that my clients are not going to run if they see that I'm, I'm into the spiritual stuff that they may or may not understand or be interested in. And do you find that there's any conflict between, I guess, how people think about spirituality, how they think about business and how they think about maybe their personal faith, right? Because I'd imagine there's some intersection mm -hmm. of of separating that, at least in your world, to kind of overcome any like perceptions or hurdles or kind of like help understand the value or, or intended value of what you do. Um, or is it maybe to your point because you have such a, a defined target market that you don't encounter that a ton? I, I definitely draw the women who who get it or who are open. Um, you know, I've had, I had my first, I won't call it hate mail, but I did have a, um, somebody reach out to me who was very Christian and felt very offended by me writing about goddesses. And I'm not here to defend my beliefs, nor should anyone else be. Um, I just, and I fully believe you can be Christian and spiritual. And if that is someone who's saying, I'm not really sure what you're doing is for me. Great. But there are a lot of other people who are curious and it's not to forsake any belief you have. It's just to add more tools because it's all it's all for connecting to your higher self. It's all for, you know, having a better vibration that helps you live a better life and manifest what you want. And who doesn't want that? You know, it's not about any religion or any one set of beliefs. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm here to to answer questions, you know, of people who are completely like, I don't understand what you're doing if they're curious. Um, but I, I do find that I am drawing the people who, who are ready for that sort of journey. Gotcha. So maybe if, if we're kind of role-playing, you know, if I was a new client and I'm like, Hey, I'm feeling like I need, like I'm having a turtle. I, I want to take this next step. I'm not feeling like, what does an initial kind of process look like with you? So let's say your hurdle is, what do you want to say? Um, I, I'm not, I, I don't think I'm ready to start a business. Okay. Why? So we would kind of have a conversation where you're like, well, you know, I've got this and this and this in my life. And I would keep asking kind of the why, why, why to get to you saying, I'm afraid I'll fail. Okay. Let's deal with that. So, you know, and I'm not a therapist in any way, but you know, business coaching often bleeds into life coaching. Right. So it's like, well, what has happened? And you're like, well, I had a business 10 years ago that failed and I ended up in bankruptcy. Okay. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about your relationship with money. I would probably give you um, some some journaling exercises, just, you know, kind of what do I fear? Um, what's the worst that can happen? And so then we come back to it, you know, you say the worst that can happen is, you know, my, my business building burns down and I lose everything and I'm homeless on the street. Okay. How about, how, what is the likelihood this yeah. is going to happen? And then that kind of shows you, okay, probably not. Maybe what the worst that would happen is this doesn't bring in enough money. Okay. Well, what is something we could do to ensure you have the money? Maybe don't quit your day job yet. Start this business slowly until it starts generating revenue. And then you can pull back part-time to your job or even quit. And, and the, the spiritual side, I would, I would, I might pull in the goddess reading. Like what question do you have? Are you not really sure how to overcome this block? Okay. So you say, my question is, is you know, what obstacle is keeping me from doing this? 
So then I would go into the meditation and, and bring in the, the goddess energy and then have, you know, guidance from her, which is really like it's guidance from yourself. And so that's what's interesting is, is like higher self is really you can look at goddesses or animal guides, um, ancestors, any of these things. And it's all really you already have this wisdom and I can kind of tap into that for people. Yeah. So I can do the spiritual side, but you still have to do the work. You have to deal with that fear you know, let it go. Um, you know, there's some, we could do some burning ceremonies where you write on a piece of paper, I fear failure and you burn it and you just kind of symbolically let that go. And then, you know, the homework of next steps, build your website, you know, come up with your business name. Um, so I try to balance between the, the two kind of the spiritual and the, the logistical. Got it. So what's interesting, you know, when you talk a little bit about the tactics that you might use or kind of those tools, you know, maybe just for the benefit of the audience, some of it feels more like like representations, you know, but I think about kind of your analogy of like the, the wisdoms inside you. So when I think about maybe like a goddess card or a burning ceremony, it feels like that's more of a an exercise to kind of tap into yourself than necessarily like a what I'll call like a higher supernatural force. Right. It, it feels like more of a kind of conduit to yourself, which is kind of interesting because I don't know that I've ever absolutely thought of it that way. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, not to dive into to theology, but, you know, religion tends to look at like you know, Christian Christianity is like, this is God, this is an entity who, who dictates divine will, whereas, you know, my philosophy is more, you can call it universe, you can call it God, you can call it spirit, but it all comes from within. So if you, you know, you're like, okay, I'm going to try to have like an intuitive experience, and then you're going, well, was that my thought? Or was that my divine you know, my, my higher self, it's all the same. But if, if the thought brings you fear, if you say, Hey, I'm going to start a business. Oh, I shouldn't start a business because I'll fail. That's not your higher self. That is your ego. That is your fear. So that's a kind of a good gut check is like, what is the message behind this? Um, absolutely. It's all ritual. It's all just a way you can, you can pick up a pebble on the street and assign it value and say, this is going to bring me good luck. And then it, it may, because it's more about what's going on in your brain. And, you know, if you are connected to your higher self, then it doesn't really matter the, the tool, the ritual, the, you know, guidance, the higher self guidance. It's all about just letting that wisdom in. Gotcha. And that's, I mean, I find that really empowering because it really is about right. trusting yourself and knowing that you probably have the answer. You just kind of have to cut through the noise. You know, we, we've, I've referenced advice, unsolicited public advice before, um, from Kelly Catrone, but she wrote a book years ago where it was kind of about isolating your fear and figuring out what the worst could happen. I mean, that was a part of it. It was a much bigger book. But I remember when I first, you know, decided to move to New York City, um, I kind of had to go through that exercise because I'm like, I don't know if I'm making the right decision. Can I make it? Can I afford it? And I figured out like worst case scenario is I lose everything, like someone breaks into my apartment, whatever, you know, as long as I have like 50 bucks, I can get back to the New Haven train station. And I have friends who live on the shoreline. Someone will pick me up. So for a couple of weeks, and it was like a security blanket, I walked around with like a $50 bill on my show. I'm like, if the worst happens, yes. I can still figure it out. Um, but I love it, that. yeah, and it was kind of a nice exercise and like all the things that we tend to fear, or I think be nervous about or worry about, I guess is the best way to articulate it, are the things that are the most unlikely to happen. And when the worst happens, it's usually when you least expect it. It's like the phone call in the middle of a Monday morning or something that happens when you're, you're not even on the same radar as it. So 
I think there's something to be said about having a daily exercise where you can kind of isolate like worry from fear to other people's expectations to like what it is that you want and trying to find that boldness of, of just taking the risk. Right. And I think especially for those listening, so many are business owners, the biggest risk you ever took was I have an idea and I think I can commoditize it. Right. And you had to believe in yourself to do that. And I think we can lose that after some time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I love rituals. So I'm looking at an Oracle card and it says willing release. And so it's about letting go of how you expect things to happen. And so just it's a little guidance every day. And it's just it's a nice thing to kind of ground my day and, and keep that spiritual side you know, connected to the business. Awesome. So let's talk a little bit about like the mechanics of your business. So when you're in something like this, is it, it feels like you need to have a lot of um, capacity for empathy and mental one-on-one attention? Because to your point, it might not be therapy, but you probably tap into a lot of things that people want to talk about or they can feel heavy. Like what does an average client load look like for you? And what does kind of a relationship from a client if they're thinking about a coach like how close and how often like do you really kind of meet and and what kind of like time and kind of emotional commitment do you find that to be for those who are successful people tend to come to me a lot lately it's been i'm doing so much i'm overwhelmed and i actually just wrote an article for for all business and forbes called find your drishti which is a yoga term of like finding your focus so they just don't know where how to let go of anything so you know that we we have an initial intake call uh, that's free. And I'm just, you know, tell me what's going on. And then here's a little bit about how I see how we could work together. Um, so once we agree um, on a, it's usually um, eight to 12 weeks. Uh, so it's ideally weekly. I find that weekly is enough where I give homework. You've had time to, to work on it and come back, but you know, we're all entrepreneurs. So sometimes it ends up being a little further out. Um, but in that call, it's a 45 minute call. It's, you know, kind of, I, I, do kind of ground in before and tune into that person like, okay, last week they were talking about kind of the money scarcity feeling they have. Um, so let's, let's address that. And here's some questions I want to ask her. They, they can contact me in between with, with email questions. Um, and I may send articles or anything else that I think is kind of relevant. Uh, once a month, I like to do debt goddess reading. So, you know, I'll kind of give them a heads up to like bring a question next time. And then I'll get back to you with, with the answer that I get from that, that Oracle, the meditation. Um, so yeah, and it, it kind of varies, you know, that's the the structure, but some clients are, are far outside of the kind of the buckets that I have as far as um, starting a business or, or learning to let go of things or rekindling that passion. So um, yeah, it also kind of ends up being highly variable. No, I can imagine because it is such like a personal thing, right? That there's probably not mm-hmm. so much of a standard. You know, when you think about kind of tapping into your past, a lot of what it sounds like you did before this was kind of in that communications realm. And it seems like that probably helps you because a lot of what you're doing is either restating or articulating or communicating with people Mm -hmm. about what you're hearing. Um, You know, do you find you kind of tap into those skills often? Yes. And what I have to kind of balance is like, I can tell you, you know, how to hire a website designer or how to design your own website and how to write, you know, I can get really in the the weeds with the details on how to start a business. And so I'm still trying to figure out how much do I need to provide versus pull back and like I'm doing the coaching, which is just a lot of reflecting of what they're telling me and, you know, bringing in the intuitive side. Um, But I, I mean, I have so much experience with all the business stuff. So if someone is like, do I need a business bank account then? I'm like, yes. And I've written hundreds of articles about this. So I have the resources. So it's sort of, I want to kind of tap into that without making that the focus of the coaching. Gotcha. Now, 
I guess just kind of really going back to the start, like, did you always feel like you would work for yourself? Or is there a life experience you kind of go back to even before your professional career or kind of a theme? Like, did you grow up around entrepreneurs or was this really kind of, to your point, like a transformation that happened because of everything in the world the past couple of years? Like, where do you feel like that entrepreneurialism came from? And and did it just take you a while to accept it? Or was it kind of, you know, something that, you know, evolved over time in your mind? Uh, it definitely took me a while to accept. Um, in 2006, I had worked for a couple of companies as a marketing director and just wasn't aligned with what a company was doing. And so found myself without a job and I knew how to write a press release. And this is dating me, but MySpace used to have classifieds. And I found a guy who needed a press release for $250. And I was like, wow, that's a lot of money. It'll take me 10 minutes. And meanwhile, I was still looking for a job, but I kept that client and I got other clients and I kind of looked around after a few months and was like, oh, this is a business. And so, you know, I struggled for years and it still wasn't clear whether that was going to work or not, but you know, it, it fits so well. Like it's been years since I've had to work in an office or for someone and you know, it, I couldn't have predicted this, you know, in, in college, I wanted to move to New York city and work right for a magazine. Well, you know, that industry is not super, <laughs> not super um, stable these days because we've gotten away from print in a lot of ways. So technology really changed that and blogs changed my, my career path. So, but even still having done that for at the time, 15 years, it, it was like, what's next? You know, like I don't know many people who've been at a company for 15 years. So it's very different when you're an entrepreneur. Like, should I keep doing this until I retire? And so now it's really exciting to bring in fresh energy and a different uh, approach to kind of the experience that I've gained over the years. And when you think about kind of, you know, that personal side now too, I'm assuming that it's important for you to kind of take some time to disconnect from everything you do at work and kind of unwind. So what kind of things do you do to kind of balance life, especially when your work and life are so intertwined? I don't work on Fridays and I haven't for years. And I'm very proud of that. I'm very good at like, I use Asana, which is a kind of a project management tool just to keep track of what's important. So I'm, I'm very organized and it's like, okay, this is what I need to get done today. And then I'm done. You know, when, and when I need a break, because writing, while it may not be in time intensive, it's very mentally intensive. And I'm still doing a lot of the content writing I've, I've done for years. So I will get up and take a break. I will you know, go for a walk. I will have lunch with a friend and then come back because I don't have to be at my desk from nine to five. And that's really a blessing. Awesome. And, you know, I guess, you know, as you kind of think about people who are maybe think struggling probably isn't the right word, but kind of thinking about ways to maybe do what you did and merge their their kind of persona and their person, um, whether it's in work for someone else, or if it's in a way where they want to kind of use that as a fuel to kind of do their own thing. Is there like a key theme or kind of a singular piece of advice that you feel like would be generally helpful? It's simple, but very difficult. Um, be authentic. You know, I really struggled with that. Like I've shared having that feeling like two sides. And so you know, are you being authentic in your business? Are you showing up every day how you want? Or do you feel like you're hiding behind what you think you should be? Um, and as I've, I've said, I think this is a really great time to be yourself. I think more than ever, we're very open to who people are in the business world. And in fact, it enriches everyone you work with if you are being yourself. I agree. I think that, you know, I find in corporate too, when we talk to a lot of folks, there there's kind of this new focus 
um, or appreciation for what I'll call kind of bringing your whole self to work or really kind of, I think, folks starting to understand that life experiences can actually add value in ways that probably don't translate from a resume, right? So um, I think that's some great advice. And I think, you know, some of the most interesting people that I've ever met still don't really know what they want to be when they grow up. So I think if you're still figuring mm-hmm. out, you know, that's, that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. And awesome. it can change. It can't. Yeah. I feel like I, you can live many lives in one life. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> awesome. Well, Sue, is there anything else you would like our listeners to know? Wow. No, I just, I think ending that on that note, just be yourself, you know, don't be afraid of that. I, I, I hid behind a wall for a long time and now I'm so much happier just being who I am in, in all aspects. Awesome. I think that's great advice. So we'll close that out with be brave, be bold, be you, um, you know, be someone who has a great rest of your day. And thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. That was Sue Guillory. Um, Sue, where can they find you online if people are interested in advice on how to kind of operationalize things at their business or maybe tap into you for some uh, coaching? Sure. So my website is Susan Guillory. So it's S-U-S-A-N-G-U-I-L-L-O-R-Y.com. And there I've got a blog called the Entrepreneur's Blog. And I talk about spirituality and business. And there's also about 12 years of content on all the the logistical side, the content marketing and SEO and all the other stuff. Awesome. Well, I encourage you to check out Sue. There's some good advice on the blog. If you're looking for other like-minded advice, you can feel free to check out sba.thehartford.com where there are tips and tricks from everything to marketing, to management, to finance, and more. Thank you everyone for joining us wherever you are, and we will catch you on the next one.